0: Alright, so, what are we talking about today?
1: Um, as far as I know, we were going to talk about comic books. Superman.
0: Superman. (laughs) Superman. fold neil and i today are going to be talking about superman of all things yeah uh, just a fun little episode uh, again we're tired of, we're tired of hearing the the COVID stuff we want to we want to just have some fun and do something that's not so heavy and so uh depressing as all the stuff that you're seeing on television and the media and things like that and just just enjoy this one guys there's a um there's a really long uh 10 minute or so uh play by play of, of what we read uh, but I'm gonna put that out in a bonus episode you guys could take a look at so take a look at that so if you're interested in that if not just enjoy the ride and you'll get the gist of what we're talking about anyway a lot of Jesus comparisons with Superman all those kind of good fun things that you expect from us All right guys enjoy this one we'll talk to you later bye
1: I am drinking today
0: <laughs> Jethro T <tea> boots <laughs> uh, pour uh.
1: some my Ram's cup.
0: Because you're classy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm drinking um, Left Hand Brewing Company's oh. uh, Milk Stout Nitro. Oh,
1: my favorite!
0: Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, uh, even in the bottle. Yeah, because I got it in the bottle. Because the can has the widgets, but the bottle doesn't. Do you have? So you wit- have do, do they
1: have cans? It.
0: They do have cans. Yeah, with a widget.
1: Oh, where'd you find that?
0: uh gv actually only found the bottles no, uh, right now where did but you at, find the I, i've seen the cans the cans they had at um uh what is it called what's the one up the street from liquor world oh liquor okay world. liquor world yeah 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 they had the cans at liquor world and um so i found them there and then the bottles actually the bottles are surprisingly good like if you do the hard pour where you where you um I like bottle. Up, mm-hmm.
1: That's what I do.
0: and then and then it's a uh, um, it does really really well actually.
1: No, that is one of my favorites, and I you don't find it on tap too often, but when you do, I love it. There was a place right. I think at the plaza they had like a beer thing outside, you know, and they kind of had like a, off of Main Street there where you can kind of see the edge of Fremont Street, and and there's a there's like a fake grass and like a look like a patio thing, and it was awesome, and we went there. <laughs> Uh, before we went to see a show at Smith Center, and we're like, this place is awesome. And then we went again, and it was closed. But they had, like, five milk out. they felt like. You know, like, three or four milk stouts and stuff on tap. And I'm like, ooh. So, yeah. I, yeah that's awesome. I, I drink it in the bottle all the time, you know, when I get a chance. I never find right. six packs much. Lisa would find them in, like, these uh, like these, uh, uh pick-a-beer thing where you can pick six beers and...
0: Yeah, sometimes I <clears> end up in those.
1: Yeah, so um, we've done that, and then, um, and you know, no, I get them in six packs, too, but I would get those a lot, but then I've never seen in the can, so I, if I see one, I yeah. will totally get it. Now, I didn't know if you wanted to make this like a Superman episode and all this stuff. I don't think we want to do two hours of the Christ allegory Superman, do we? Uh,
0: I don't even know what that is, man, so... Oh the, oh you mean Christ allegory? I I thought you said some I thought you, I totally heard something else. But yeah, I do have like Jesus stuff <laughs> that, that goes along with Superman, yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably why he's my favorite superhero because of all the you know, the symbolisms that are that's there, you know. The only beloved son sent from a distant place to save the planet basically, invincible. You know who? What were his parents' names? Not uh, Mary and Joseph. It was Martha and Jonathan. Yeah, <laughs> but, but pretty darn close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so and he, would, he was written by the the um, what's the name of the guy? They were both Jewish, right? Yeah,
1: uh, Schuster, uh Jerry Siegel, and Joe Siegel. Schuster. Yeah, but there. But see, the thing is, he's a. See, I know you've done that where you point out the similarities between Superman and Jesus, but really, he's right. Moses.
0: Right. Moses and the makeup of some of the other uh Old Testament superheroes and st- or yeah. Old Testament superheroes. Old Testament heroes and stuff like that and and kind of an amalgam of all those things um but man it's a uh, uh whenever whenever uh, uh some of the movies got a hold of him Oh and- yeah, the-
1: <laughs> Christopher Reeve I think they did a little bit with it cuz I remember listening to a a podcast when they were reviewing all the Superman movies. It's a movie review podcast. Now playing, it's a pretty good one, and the, what their main their main thing is to review franchises, and or okay. themes, or they'll do like like Stephen King movies, you know. So all these movies are based on books by Stephen King, so they'll do something like that. So it starts from you know Carrie in 1976, and like keep going, so stuff like that, <clears throat> but. They did that one of Superman, and then when they were talking about some of the Richard Donner stuff, and I'm like, wow, I didn't realize all the Christ
0: stuff. Oh, man, it's heavy like, no, in- no, Man of Steel is heavy handed. Man of Steel is heavy handed. He's yeah. like,
1: boy, I need to talk about this. I'm going to go to the Garden of Gethsemane. I mean, exactly. t- to a church and think about things. Well, even in uh, Where even at the. And in- the church has the garden picture behind it. Exactly.
0: Even in the Superman Returns, though he flies Lois Lane up into the sky and he says, "Look at, I hear them all. They're all crying out for a savior," and I'm like, "Dude." <laughs> and so it's just it's just one of those uh, one of those where the movies are like, "This feels like Jesus." Let's heavy handed on there. But then what the movies don't really get and and the, where the analogy fails is Jesus was weak, and that was kind of the point. Like in weakness there is strength. It's not. It's not the good guy comes in uh, and crushes the the bad guy who is the devil. It's the good guy comes in and the devil kills him, and that's a win. And that's that's not the story of any Superman movie, other than, you know, um, well, was the, the death of Superman and the resurrection. But then, it, even in the resurrection, what does he do? He resurrects and then he goes and beats the crap out of people.
1: Heck yeah! <laughs> well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to do this at another time, in the resurrect, in the return of Superman, he's not; he doesn't have powers. Oh, in dude. the comic, that's, that's well, that's he he does, but they're very limited. Um, oh, gotcha. So, yeah, yeah. So, and he gets them at the end. But.
0: All right. So now I know uh, you. You had me read, and just so everybody who's listening can follow along here, I read for the first time. Um, The first six episodes of the New 52 Superman. I'm sorry. (laughs) Issues of the New 52 Superman. Um, So I guess that's considered volume one. Is that right?
1: Oh, yeah. Because that's uh, – well, (laughs) we're going to get a little comic booky here. Um, That's a – a lot of – what's it called? Uh, Comic books are usually done in story arcs nowadays and what they consider writing for the trade because uh, trade paperback – <clears throat> or sometimes people call it graphic novel, but it's really true. Graphic novel is really if uh, if it's one story, All earth, and they
0: wrote it out, and they put it in one big book. Yeah. So like the story of killing. So um, it was good. Um, I know, uh, so... I don't get a chance to read comic books much anymore, and, and in 2011, I definitely did uh, um, it. But it's it was very the the New 52 has a bad reputation, yes, for Superman particularly. Uh, yeah, but I I liked that. Um, I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't like the best Superman story I've ever read or I've ever saw, but it was pretty good. I enjoyed I enjoyed myself. There was a couple of things that I was like, okay, that was kind of weird, but. <laughs> But uh, um, the the overemphasis in uh, narration, and then the uh, um, uh, it, it kind of wrapped up real quick, and Supergirl came out of nowhere, which is kind of odd to me. <laughs> um, but uh, and the whole reboot, I didn't understand why there was, why it was a reboot at all. But
1: oh well, yeah, I could talk about that too. But um, yeah,
0: you're gonna have to fill me in on some yeah, of yeah,
1: volume, volume one. This is actually, we can, if you want to look and buy this or whatever and find it in the bookstores, it's Superman Volume 1, What Price Tomorrow? Question mark is what it is. And it's the first six issues. And it's written by George Perez.
0: Yeah, I'll put it on the show. Okay,
1: cool. Yeah, he's a legendary comic book artist and he's done, you know, he's written a bunch of comics too. And yes, the New 52 has a bad rap and with Superman and it's... No, sorry. I think the main problem with it is there was no sense of direction. So you have this Superman that George Perez did, and what it is is he only did these six issues. Okay. So after this, there's other writers that came in. Dan Juergens came in, and he kind of did some of this stuff. And I love Dan Juergens from his 90s work. He did Death of Superman and stuff too. oh, neat. But he he was just like a – space holder until like Scott Liddell came in and I haven't read his stuff yet, but I probably will in the next like month or so. Cause I'm doing a big new 52 reread slash first time read because I have more time now because of the quarantine. And nice. now this is what we do people. Yeah.
0: We read comic books. Now, well, kind of, well, the thing too is like,
1: I, I, I have to be at work. I have to be, I have to be at work and why I'm there, you know, I don't have as much work where my month of April was, one fourth of the sales that I did in March. So, wow. which I also noticed in my commission check, but no big deal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, what it else, what it was too is, um, you know, so I'm there and I'll have a little bit of downtime that I usually don't. And I could bust out a few of these books if I have, you know, time. So where I used to be able to read some, you know, on a lunch hour per se, now I have like longer lunch hours because, you know, because I, I won't have anything right. to do. And then, you know, usually around two or something, or today it was like three or four, then people decide to send in orders. And it's like, guy, give me this in the beginning of the day.
0: But, <laughs> then I have something to do.
1: Yeah, so, and there's another uh, a creator called Grant Morrison, who was kind of writing the year one Superman story. And then George Perez is writing the year five Superman story oh gosh! Gotcha. so it's gonna
0: kind of go back in time then or well the
1: other one was supposed to yeah so it's gotcha you, you, but see the the, um, the Grant Morrison one is in action comics and I see which is a separate me- uh, comic book right and right. so you're reading those issues and you're like oh look here's Superman's first adventures and then you read this one and it's like oh this is the established Superman's adventures right but the problem is George Perez didn't know what the heck yeah, uh, Graham Morrison was writing, so we didn't know how many, you know, if he's going to contradict stuff or any of that, and there was a bunch of crap with the editorial and all this stuff, so that's why George stopped, and then Superman kind of became more of a cluster after that, so... Gotcha.
0: Yeah, it was interesting, because, like, he... Uh, it starts off with a new Daily Planet, which was really interesting to me, the, like... There was a lot of new people that I just didn't know.
1: Well, we, uh, to tell you that to save you there, there was okay. a lot of new people that he just made up right there,
0: okay? Because I was like, these people don't, I don't know any of these people. And uh, what was that Edge guy? Uh, the guy who's oh, Morgan, to... Morgan
1: Edge is actually an old school character, he, okay?
0: I don't know him at all. He
1: he's yeah, you're not gonna, he he was a 70s character, Bronze Age stuff, <laughs> oh, gotcha. And He okay. uh. He was the guy who ran, like, uh, GBS, Galaxy Broadcasting Systems. Right. So it was like a TV show, uh, TV channel. So he's like Ted Turner, kind of, you know.
0: And they changed it to um, PGN for this, right? The Planet Global Network. Because of a merger. This, right. They So they bought the planet and uh, <laughs> they bought the planet, which <laughs> it seems kind of like he did, though, buy the planet. I, I feel like there's an arc there that's going to develop or something. Because it's, uh, or, well, should, I don't really know what happens with Superman in the New 52, but it, it definitely built it up in the George Perez, Perez's writing that this could be a thing. Because um, it didn't seem like there was a Lex Luthor, if there was, no, he, he wasn't in the picture. He wasn't yet. in
1: any of these issues.
0: Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. I think it's
1: because he didn't know where Grant Morrison was going to do with Ed, Lex Luthor in his story, which he, ended, he ended up in jail. More.
0: Oh, okay. Well, and so you have the new planet, and here's here's what was weird for me is that Superman was was kind of a downer. <laughs> he, he was kind of depressed most of the most of the comics. Um, even even whenever uh, spoilers for people who want to read. Are we are we spoiling this for people? Yeah. Here's um, the deal: if you um, haven't
1: read this or you don't care to read this, and most of our audience probably doesn't care. But um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're just going to talk about it cuz it is a you know 9-year-old story.
0: Yeah, so 2011, I feel like I feel like it's okay to spoil something something from 2011. Yeah. So, um even whenever he's like okay, there was a, there was a weird there's a time where he is Superman and then there's a time where he's not Superman, he's out in space. I'm not really sure when he ended up in space. Versus the 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 nanobite uh, the thing that was pretending to be Superman on Earth, so that was weird. Uh, but I don't know. That was the one that's that was a downer. And then the other Superman is the real Superman. And and the first five issues of this thing that I read was all this fake Superman. Or no no no,
1: <laughs> it was
0: because re- <laughs> <laughs> I did not catch how the heck is Clark Kent in space right now.
1: Well, yeah, I don't know. Do we should we do like a plot synopsis or
0: something? Let's do a plot synopsis. Do do a plot synopsis for everybody cuz nobody okay. everybody's oh, like no. what is David talking about?
1: Yeah, here's the problem. I'm trying to remember everything cuz I just realized I read this about a month ago. Oh, okay. But and then I read like 98 books since then, but how you want it, me to do the plot synopsis for you? what do you remember it
0: all or well yeah i read it and i read it i read four of today. them yesterday and two of them today so yeah there was uh, uh so basically the um superman is kind of established like five years into his his life there in uh metropolis and um the like we mentioned before um <laughs> Like, that was weird, and that was kind of the end of the first issue. Uh, the second issue picks up, and um, and then the third issue uh, comes out. The, the next issue picks up. This is issue four. It picks up. And this is coming into the end of the fourth issue and into the, the fifth issue, I think. Or maybe it's the fifth issue into the sixth
1: issue. Are you doing all this from memory? Yeah. This is pretty good. <laughs> so Superman fought some monsters, and they really weren't monsters. They were nanobites. and there was an the evil Superman, and he took care of it.
0: But but other than that, I really enjoyed it. Like uh, I thought it was fun. It was a fun read. Um, there were some cool themes in there that I liked, but...
1: One of the things that's tough with comics is you'll have something that builds up for like four issues. And then in the fifth right. issue, it all, all crap breaks loose. And then for somehow in the sixth issue, they wrap it all up in like 10 seconds. And you're like, well, what? <laughs> and then yeah. I feel like that happens more often than not.
0: That's superhero but... films, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yes, you are right, too. So, I mean.
0: On your left.
1: Yeah, well
0: I mean it was epic, but still
1: No, that's yeah, but I mean that's gonna happen every so often. Like like the writers of Rohan are gonna come right over oh, yeah. the edge. Yeah. But But yeah, that's the thing. So yeah, apparently he has to destroy these nanobytes and he saves the day. Yep. You know? And and uh yeah, but back to the thing with the yeah. So this, this, the story, the story itself is to me, it was kind of second tier, but what I liked about it was the world building that George Perez did. Mm-hmm. And to you, you were like, I didn't understand anything that was going on, but the idea of it was the fact, or any of these people, but the right. idea is here, you read this, you don't need to know who these people are. Right. And you figure it out figure it as out. it goes.
0: I liked that. I liked that aspect of it. There were just pieces of it that um, I felt like I needed to know. Uh, um, w- uh, the The Brainiac thing, particularly. And, and, think-
1: and the tough part with that is, is they kind of alluded to it, and they were, in, I guess, they were hoping you were reading the other book, right? And I'm not even trying. I'm trying. I don't even really remember when the Brainiac story was in the other book. So would it have been even around the same time? Because would it have been in the first six issues? I'm trying to remember but the thing that was tough when this first happened was is they changed some of the stuff that was going on in Superman comics pre-Flashpoint and Flashpoint was the event that started the new 52. 52 right so if you if before that Lois and Clark were married and you know that was that was like the big deal or whatnot. And now here you've got this new thing and Clark and Lois are kind of friends and, and, and then, like you said, all the stuff with the TV and the, and the planet coming in and it's like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? So because they changed, like they got rid of the marriage and they got rid of this and that and, and, and then they're starting all new. I think people took it a little harder, but now for me reading it like 10, like I remember reading this, I didn't like it at first. But then now I'm reading it 10 years later, you know, and I'm like, oh, it's really a lot better than I remember. Yeah. And, and the thing, you know, um, is it's like, well, you know, kind of read this like as it's, its own, um, what's it called? Its own like Elseworlds kind of Superman or one, you know, one weird Superman story where things are just a little different. Because the problem, too, is because Perez didn't keep going and I noticed when the other creators came in, they took it in such a different direction that, like, what's it called? All these things that you were talking about kind of disappear. Because if you look up on the DC wiki and stuff, all these characters you're talking about, they're like, oh, I didn't know this guy. Well, that's it. (laughs) After issue six, they're not (laughs) in it. They're
0: just not in there anymore, yeah. Heather yeah. Kelly is gone.
1: <laughs> yeah, Heather Kelly has gone. Yeah. So that's the thing is, you know, they had the, what's it called? Um, the the Japanese girl who was hanging out with Jimmy Oh, Wilson.
0: yeah. Mi- uh, Miko.
1: M- Miko. She's there. She's hanging out with Jimmy, and then she disappears. Yeah. She's never again. It. So, you know, you create this character, Miko. She's kind of cool. That yeah, she's she was kind of cool. Yeah, she's hanging out with Jimmy because Jimmy's kind of like more on his own. Right. Instead of being a hanger-on her for, for Lois and stuff, he's more like shooting all the stuff for the other reporters, like the Kelly girl
0: and yeah, she and this this Miko girl reminded me like of a, of a young Lois Lane who was yet to find her reporter streak. So I kind of thought that that's where they were going to go with her character was like, she's going to become a reporter, but um, uh, I guess they write her out.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, that's the thing too because. Since Perez didn't continue, he couldn't build on any of these characters.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That so was you a have dumb idea.
0: Mo- huh? <laughs> that seems like a dumb idea to me then. <laughs> like what, like that? that. That they don't. Uh, so why didn't Perez continue any of this? I mean, <clears throat> was it, it just, was more
1: office politics.
0: Okay, that's stupid. Well,
1: yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's more, yeah, it's a lot of behind the scenes stuff. So there's a few of these things in New 52. Where you have somebody writing the first six issues, and then they disappear. Yeah. And then somebody else takes over or something. And I think it's, you know, just the way the company was run at the time. And that's another reason why the New 52 kind of gets a bad rap. Hmm. That so, makes
0: sense. I could see that. Um, because Just without the cohesive story.
1: Yeah. And then there's other stuff in... There's other things about comics where you have these characters who are... Um, you know, supporting cast or they're not that important or whatever, but they're you know, they're people you can latch on to or something. And and they're mostly created by such and such this writer and when that writer goes away, that character kind of disappears. Yeah. So you can find these things. So if you find a book from like nineteen ninety three and you read it, and then you're like, Oh look, here's this guy in it and then you look it up and it's like, oh we had like 30 appearances in 5 years and it's only in this one guy's books or something like that Hmm. or you find other people from the 80's that only appeared in these other books and stuff so it's a lot of that stuff you know when you get above the Jimmy Olsen and Lois Lane and Lana Lang and, and Perry White and stuff like that you know then you get other characters well it depends on you know some of them just don't make it right so, they had that Bill McCoy or whatever who was, you know, he was like an O'Reilly esque, you know, spin guy on TV, and, you know, he was only in those episodes too, in right. these issues too.
0: And his whole thing is is he the is Messiah or a menace? And he was that he felt very much like um, Jameson with the Spider Man thing.
1: <laughs> yes, kind of. <laughs> Where he could have kept being that if you know Superman didn't save his butt.
0: Exactly right, and then he flipped. He flipped the script real, real quick. I'm so sorry, Superman. I totally love you, and I was wrong. I'm like, what? What? I feel like you closed your story arc, and you're useless now.
1: Yeah, kinda. <laughs> Where he could have been that guy the whole time, but then you know, then there's the uh, what's it called? This girl Izzy.
0: Yeah, and I totally forgot about her.
1: Yeah, she's some lady who's technically like. Harry White's boss, and she's always around, but she does nothing. Yep, you and then you. she's gone too.
0: Oh, and she has some kind of power, like she's crazy power, like uh, politically, like people just kind of bend over backwards for whatever this lady wants.
1: Oh yeah, uh, when she went to the hospital, and she, stuff. right?
0: And and, uh, um, and I feel like that could have been developed, but so I guess it it wasn't, huh?
1: See, that's the thing. That's what's why I think this is kind of a weird thing. That's why I brought this one up because I was like, this is kind of like it's little. You know, diamond in the rough kind of weird thing because it's this short arc of Superman that kind of only lasts as much, and a lot of the stuff just kind of goes away when the other writers come in. Because then, when like uh, Dan Juergens comes in, and and it's almost like a reboot because he doesn't stress on some of this stuff, like like Lois is still working for the TV stuff, but. She's, she's not. They don't really talk about it.
0: Yeah. You know, and then,
1: you know, Miko disappears and all the other people disappear. And and then I haven't gotten too much farther along. But then, you know, by the time you're in the issue 20s and stuff, all that stuff's gone. Hmm. But <laughs> the part with Supergirl, which I love because I read in the Supergirl comic, Superman meets Supergirl. <clears throat> 'Cause she lands on the planet and he shows up, I guess, and and she only speaks Kryptonian, but he knows Kryptonian. But since Superman was a baby on Krypton, he never spoke Kryptonian. He learned all this stuff like in books. So so Supergirl's like, You speak funny like like if you <laughs> learned it from a book. And he's kind of like, yeah, I did kind of like, that's the problem is he's never used Kryptonian with Kryptonians because there's none.
0: Right. So we right.
1: learned all this stuff. From... It's like
0: learning Latin and speaking it.
1: <laughs> exactly. But yet now you get real Romans showing up from you yeah. know, 44 BC <laughs> and, and then like, they're like, you, you sound funny <laughs> the way you speak Latin. Because oh, I never, everybody was dead. I, uh, sorry. <laughs>
0: So time traveling, be careful. Make sure you have that conversational Latin down before you. Uh... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But okay, I can see how the world building kind of makes um makes this six pretty cool because there are, um, uh, there's a lot of potential in the, in all these characters. I mean, they felt real. Like each of these characters felt like they they had a life and that they had things going on. Even if you weren't like, and that's I think the thing that I get upset about with with TV shows. Especially dramas like um, This Is Us. I, did you ever watch This Is Us? No. Okay, so the first season of This Is Us was written so, so well. Like, I thought it was going to be dumb. Because like, GV's like, I want to watch this this show called This Is Us. And we watched the first episode. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, how this writing is put together was brilliant. And it ends perfectly. And I'm like, this is going to be great. I sure hope it's a mini series <laughs> And sure enough, whenever they get to the end where everything's supposed to come up to this climactic point and you think that the how, that's how the, the writing is going to happen, it's all going to happen here, they decide it's not going to happen there. That last episode of the season ends up being stupid because they got their contract renewed and they go on for these additional seasons. And then what they do is they chase each individual character down and they put and they follow these really weird stories that don't make a whole lot of sense to the major arc. And the writing just falls apart. But see here in, in the comic book land, you knew these characters had stories, even if you didn't. Even if you didn't go down each each rabbit hole, like Miko seemed really cool. Like uh, she, mm-hmm. she she kinda, she kind of she kind of had this like, um, I'm not afraid of of anything. I'm just going to chase down this story. They're very much Lois Lane, and um, she seems to have some kind of sketchy past because she can hack a bunch of stuff without any problem (laughs) and and she don't worry about it yeah she gets things and she's like she has questions about people and i'm like this this she's kind of cool uh and and even if she's not a major character in the story and you don't chase down her her where where she's happening whenever the main things aren't going on um because the story's not about her uh and i kind of like that aspect where, where you're just like okay these these people feel real Um, but this, but we're not going to beat their character into the ground until you're like so tired of them. Um, uh, one of the things that I liked in there was a line and I actually saved it on my phone because I thought it was awesome. I didn't want to get it wrong. Um, oh, I didn't save it on my phone. I had saved it on my phone and then my phone apparently crapped out. Um, But Lois Lane says it, it's to, um, to Morgan Edge, he's on the phone with her, and he's upset that uh, she told the helicopter to turn around while the fire guy is attacking. And he says this, this isn't the the Lois Lane that I've, that I hired, she would have risked her life to go, uh, she would, nothing would have stopped her from, from getting to the story. And then her line is great, and she says that's, um, uh, something along the lines of, um, I'm, I am, free to, to risk my own life, but I won't do that for other people.
1: Uh-huh. And,
0: and I liked that a lot, especially, you know, in the midst of our, of our quarantine, right. You have these, um, you know, people like, okay, I'll, I'll go out there and I'm not scared of, uh, of, you know, risking my life to go and receive the sacraments or something like that at church. Right. But at the same time, like, since we don't know anything about this virus, who, who comes to church? Old people right <laughs> lots of them <laughs> lots of people I, even father vic like he's not he's not a young guy anymore you know he says oh, i he, his, his he's his line a
1: priest is for 75 years
0: <laughs> his line is um, i used to be young and handsome and now i'm just handsome <laughs> oh,
1: i thought he <laughs> Yeah, now now I'm just older.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. so- <laughs> that's his line, right? It's so like, and and he's he's just not in the in the greatest health, and and you know, you might be willing to risk your life, but are you willing to risk his? You know, and, and you see, and I thought that that was just an appropriate line for the times, um, and it seemed like a theme that was that was kind of running through there, uh, the value of protecting your life. Um, or the value of putting your life out there, uh, but not at the not at the expense of another person, right. uh, and that's why I thought it was weird that Superman was like, "I'm gonna laser eye this this uh, Heather Kelly guy or this Heller Kelly chick to get this frozen guy off of her or this frozen creature or whatever." Then I'm like, "That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me." I'm not. I sure. think it was just a more of an
1: act of desperation that he had nowhere else to turn to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> So he's like, "I'm going to destroy you or save you." I'm not really sure. And he shouts, "I'm sorry." And I'm like, "Oh, this is this is just bad Superman stuff." Um, but I mean, that's what...
1: still regular Superman before the nanobite Superman.
0: So, how did he get into space? Explain this to me.
1: I think oh, I'm trying to remember how it went, but I think the idea is that he fought the nanobites, and he ended up getting stuck in space, like they shot him into space, kind of.
0: That's my thing. They're all in the apartment. And then, and whenever he's in this twirl of fire and ice, he absorbs the thing. And clearly from that point, he's not Superman anymore.
1: I think what they do is they just dump him in space, but they don't show you that.
0: Yeah, I thought it was like some kind of, like, he's floating in his own mind. And this is a picture of his subconscious and he was going to fight his way out or something.
1: No, I think that's the thing is, is it's just that storytelling where it's like, Dun, dun dun and it fades to black and then you let or shoots to black and you're like what the hell happened right and then 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 after the commercial he's evil and you're like what i can't believe he's doing all that right. and then at the end of that commercial break which would be the end of issue five you're like oh he's stuck in space because the nanobite dudes put him up there
0: right but how and when
1: what do you mean <laughs> somewhere off panel
0: Somewhere off path, in between the end of four, where they were fighting that's in this the apartment idea complex. Of the
1: cliffhanger of five is he stuck in space, and it's like, oh, that's not Superman the whole time. This is Superman. He's stuck there. So if he was stuck in the basement of the apartment building, you'd be like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That yeah, would make but sense. It's, yeah, but if you're Superman, <laughs> he's Superman, if he's in the basement of the apartment building, he'd probably get out. But he's well, in space. He can get out
0: of space too.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's harder. <laughs> yeah. So that's the deal.
0: Some of the other stuff I like, I like some of the nods of uh, the language that was used, like in the first issue where they're recapping some of the stuff they're like, and faster than, and faster than a speeding bullet, he comes before this comet and he, <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, that's, that's nice. He's more, more powerful than a local automotive. He stops this train and saves this, <laughs> saves these kids on a bus. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's cute. <laughs> And at first he couldn't fly. He could only leap tall buildings in a single
1: bound. Well, yeah. Um, Oh, you want to know what's funny too? Do you know? Well, here's the thing too: the Skyriders and I think were a nod to. Well, those robots are a nod to the old Fleischer cartoons because he had like these robots and stuff or in the cartoon there were these robots that would turn and fly and blah 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 and superman would have had to beat them up and stuff right. so i think it was a nod to that and i really thought it was because of the fact that yeah, it doesn't show any of the notes in this thing that looks something else. um but um so you have these robots that are like the old 30 40s cartoon and then the guy who made the forties cartoon was Fleischer. They made a professor Fleischer, so it was a nod to that. And the Skyrider guys, I'm not sure if it's a nod to it, but I'm thinking of it. Of the animated series from the nineties, they had these like guys who were doing terrorist things in the air and had like jetpacks and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. So I felt like that's the thing. And Titano, the big monkey, he's been a character since the fifties. And they've redone him a few times.
0: Right. Yeah, all he's I just, kept saying was giant
1: robot. Or no, no. I think one instance he's a robot. Okay. Another instance he's just a monkey that grew big and right. whatever, but Yeah, he yeah.
0: reminded me very much of Grodd.
1: Yeah. Oh, but Grodd, yeah. Well yeah. Grodd's that Grod's also a, a DC guy too.
0: Well that's hilarious. Same yeah. not the not the same guy. Though. No, no,
1: no. But you said he was a ripoff of a Marvel guy, but I
0: didn't know. That's that's the Marvel guy that I was going with.
1: Grod is Gorilla a DC Grodd. guy.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, that's right, the flash.
1: He's a Flash ah. guy.
0: That's super funny. I put him in a different universe in my head. That's so yeah. funny.
1: Yeah, Titano is more like I guess we would more of a rip off of uh King Kong. King
0: Kong, yeah, that's what it seemed like in the actual thing. Because there are
1: are old things where he's climbing a building and things. Yeah. But um yeah, Grodd, Grodd, but Grodd's but Grod's is you know, super, super advanced, intelligent. Right. Yeah, yeah. Ape and stuff. But the one Marvel ripoff there is, is Sam Lane, and I don't, I'd have to see if I could find out. Sam Lane is Lois' father. Right. And back in, the six, you know, <laughs> that. back in the 60s, I think, or even the 50s or something, her father was just a, I guess a, a regular dude, you know, worked on a farm or something. But I don't know when he became a general. Probably in the reboot, 1987. So in, after the crisis of 1986, or er, eighty five, eighty six. so the next year in 1987, they had the character Sam Lane, who was a general. I don't know if he always hated Superman, or they changed it like that later, but I know when Lois and Clark were together, he never really liked Clark, because he thought Clark was kind of weak-willed and everything, but that's all his persona. Right, right. Stuff. That's another thing I like
0: about Superman. When he's yeah. Clark Kent, he's just so unassuming. Like especially how Christopher Reeves did it. I really like that, because um, clearly he was Superman, but he was so like nobody ever looks at him. If you watch the old Superman movies, that's what was so great. When he's Clark Kent, nobody looks at him. Everybody looks past him, and you're meant to. He's he's this weird, awkward, namish. Yes, and it was it it was just so was done so well. Like that's. That's how unassuming the power is. And uh and that's that's another thing that always reminded me of like the, the Jesus angle again was like, you know, that that nobody nobody looked at Jesus and was like, You're God, you know. <laughs> that was No, you're just subdued. Yeah, yeah. And so and, and in fact whenever you claim to be God, um, you kinda need to be stoned now, right? <laughs> and so that was that uh um that was that old thing that I liked about the Superman, the Clark Kent persona thing.
1: Oh yeah, and the best part is when Christopher Reeves, um, he does that part when he's in Lois's apartment, and they already did the the part where they flew and everything. Uh-huh. And he's Clark, and he's showing up. He's like, "Oh, isn't we, are we having a date?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, yeah." And then she goes in the other room, and then he just kind of takes his glasses off, and he straightens out, and he goes, right. well, "Lois." There's something I have to tell you. I'm really... Um, I mean, I, I was uh, at first really nervous about tonight. And and you're like, oh, sh- that's Superman. <laughs> and then she's like, Why? And then he goes, oh, I don't want to tell her now. And then he kind of... Uh, 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 no, I think we should get going because you know, and put my glasses on and hunch over a bit and kind of slouchy and let's go. But like, you can literally see where he turns from Clark to Superman. You're like, whoa. You know, and you're like, it's only him straightening up, deepening his voice and turning, taking off his glasses. But it's a whole different person. Yep. And you're like, whoa, this guy's good. And it's like, that's what's funny about It's because there's the whole joke where it's like, oh, he just puts on glasses. There's no way we can know. But no, it's this, This persona, and like you say, people look past them. And something they... I don't know if they used in this six-issue arc, but they used it in about four issues later. And they used it back in the the post-crisis Superman a lot. Is a lot of people don't think there is a secret identity Superman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Superman, Superman, he does his thing, he shows up, he goes... Oh, wait, it was um island full of bikini models or something, Jimmy thought. <laughs> you know, or whatever. But, yeah. you know, like, if you read old Lois Lane comics from the 50s and 60s, it's all like, how am I going to prove that Clark is Superman? Bull crap, over and over
0: again. Right, right. Like that stupid TV series, the uh, uh, New Adventures of Lois and Clark.
1: Oh, no, well, kind of, yeah. They... Yeah. That would be later, but.
0: Right, of course, but it still had that same, like. Um, I Clark- guess they did do that, did they? Yeah, yeah, they did.
1: But, so you have that in all those Lois Lane books, and even in Superman proper books, but when you get into the post crisis, you don't think Superman and Clark Kent are the same guy, because you think Superman's his own dude. Right, he doesn't You have would never have say, secret, who's he? he really? Who's his right. secret identity? Because he's an alien. He's and he doesn't hide Batman. his face.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Batman yeah. hides his face. Batman.
1: Bat- well, but Batman's also a man. I mean, right. I guess if he's like an urban legend enough, like, oh, he's this or something. But here, you know, it's a guaranteed alien. Doesn't hide his face. The superpowers. Why the heck would he be a person? Right. Well, the reason is because he was raised as a person. And right. you don't know that and all that stuff. Yep. yep. So that's a bigger deal with that. So, yeah, yeah, and that's that's one thing I like about that. But um, the other one is kind of. But the other thing too is you. You know, I like Clark with a little backbone too. Because if you watch the old George Reeves um, Superman Adventures of Superman show from the fifties, right. you know that, that Clark can't. You know, I I wouldn't be surprised if you punched a few dudes. You know, <laughs> you know, like that guy wasn't taking any taking any crap. You know, yeah. and he was he was getting his story and taking care of business and. You know, but, you know, so they kind of done Superman a little bit of uh, Clark Kent, kind of a little bold. And this Clark Kent and the post-crisis Clark Kent did that a lot, too. A lot of his stories were very social justice like, hey, look at all these people who are getting screwed over by a wall. Yes,
0: and I like a, that, too.
1: You know, here's the homeless population. We got to figure out what's wrong. And he's looking into real stuff where it's not, you know, more of like the, the you know, the liberal thing where it's very... You know, oh, we got to save the homeless, and and it's very important. But what do you do to help it? I don't know, right? You know, but they just focus on it, or the capitalistic—you know—the way people think of it is like, oh, who cares? They're not contributing to the world, so it doesn't matter. You know, but Clark made it out that these are people, and we got to figure this stuff out. And
0: that was another thing that I liked that they had hinted at in in the story arc, and that's you know, because that's the Superman and the Clark Kent that I know is this. You know, it's um, he cares about every person. Every person has value, and so whenever it, was, exactly sorry, I didn't mean to catch <laughs> up. And so whenever he's um, whenever it mentions that you know, uh, there's this line in there where um, um, he's like, you know, Clark usually gives us uh, uh, good stuff on on the social justice issues, not usually front page stuff, uh, and I'm like, yeah. It's not front page stuff, but it's it's always good stuff. And the way he writes kind of brings a lot of the stuff into light. Um, mm-hmm. But but what was interesting is something's broken with Clark Kent. So if Clark Kent was Clark Kent the whole time until the fire thingy, the fire and ice tornado or whatever, uh, then there's something else that's that's going on. He
1: was in a funk. You know, he was depressed or something. He was... That's the thing I think they were trying to hit with this story arc, is Clark's not really Clark right now. Right. And he's not doing a good job of balancing his Clark and Mm Superman-ness, and he's just not up to snuff. He's... He's flaky. He's being flaky, but he's being flaky because he's just not... his head's not in the game. Right. He was
0: sad. He was very sad. And and I couldn't figure out why.
1: I think it's the thing with the planet, and
0: that's what they kept saying. But I'm like, that's kind of small.
1: No, no, not really. Because he's trying to say is here's real journalism. You know, and the problem. <laughs> I was gonna use examples, but I can't think of anything for real <laughs> journalism.
0: <laughs> well, because paper it it was paper NPR journalism. Maybe I
1: don't know. I don't... Yeah, well the
0: the value of paper journalism is the opportunity to get precise.
1: Yeah, but even, I don't know, I would even say even paper journalism is very, you know, the major newspapers or something are very, you know, left-leaning. Right. And then you've got the other ones that are way too far right-leaning. Well, so yeah. So there's not a lot of, you know, what you felt like is just reporting the facts. But the problem was, is, is the Daily Planet was supposed to be, you know, we're reporting the facts and we're not going to be, you know, more opinionated and stuff but we've been bought out by TMZ. You know, that's yeah. the idea. The the Galaxy Broadcast Network wasn't as much the TMZ, but well, but somewhere so. Under right? them, under them in the conglomerate of uh-huh. the, you know, was the Globe or whatever they called it or something. Right. That's where Izzy worked. Right. And that's that's the National Enquirer. And and they did this crap stuff and all this stuff, so Clark's like, this is not real news, and I hate this, and if they're in charge, what's going to happen? And Morgan Edge, like I said, is kind of like a tur- Ted Turner, and they use him in another comic called uh, Challenges of the Unknown, which is kind of like the original one it was more like these adventurers who did stuff. When they did in the new 52, they also made it like a reality show on one of Morgan Edge's channels or something. Gotcha. Which was a decent one, and I really didn't like it at the end. So, but I don't even know if they used those characters ever again. So, but whatever, forget about that. But, (laughs) but (laughs) there were only, there was only like a four issue story in uh, DC Universe Presents, but, but, uh, but the fact is, so the G, the, GBN or, or PGN or Planet Global Broadcasting or whatever that is yeah. and network is, um, you know, they had, a, there's a later story. Um, it's a pretty decent one where in, in the Superman line did the Dan Jurgens run. And what it is is there's this blogger who figures out this guy is Superman. And he says, I figured out a secret identity. And he goes to Lois Lane. she's like, this is crap. We're not going to run this. And then he goes to Morgan Edge. And he says, ah, we could do this. But I'm going to put it on my Fox News MSNBC channel, not my ABC channel or something. So it's not going to be on the big, big network nightly news with Lester Holt. It's going to be on the, you know, the more the cable news channel so it's not as prestigious but we'll let it run and what it was is the blogger figured out that this one guy was superman and the guy kind of looked like clark but he had longer hair (laughs) and i guess what he did is his office was near the daily planet or something so when Clark was going back and forth to the Daily Planet as Superman, he was trying to track him doing all this stuff. And this other dude, I guess, went to the gym in the morning. So he would change his clothes before he went to the office. And then they broke it that this guy was Superman. And <laughs> everybody in the office is like, I can't believe it. Why don't you tell me? Blah, 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 blah. And he's like, what are you guys talking about? And then. And then, of course, you know, people are like, oh, if that guy's Superman, we can go mess with his family and stuff. So, then, you know, that's why there's secret identities. So, then the real Superman has to go and stop the villain from messing with his family and all that stuff. But, you know, and then you find out the whole thing is Morgan Edge ran that stuff on his cable network, you know. All
0: right. So, I c- I could see that c- I could see that adding to it, but at the beginning of issue 3 i just went to i went to look it up just to make sure but there's this scene superman flies back to smallville to visit his parents graves
1: oh yeah
0: and and he does this while he's missing a journalistic opportunity like he's supposed to go
1: yeah cuz his head's not in the game
0: right and that doesn't make any sense like if if it's all about the the crap journalism that's now taking over um then he should have been even more like, I'm going to be at this story because this is real journalism. This is what's supposed to happen in journalism. But wow, no, he's hell. he's out in Smallville bringing flowers to his parents' grave. That's not explained as to why he's there.
1: Yeah, but I think that's the point is to show that he's just he's just kind of, you know, I don't know. I don't know if you've been in that part of your life where it's like, boy, everything I do is wrong and yeah. I'm just not into it. And well, I and think he even, that's the and he point they were trying to get.
0: Yeah, which would make sense if he was like, if this was like year thirty of him in Metropolis, and you
1: know, well, he's probably thirty. Yeah, he was. He's that's, probably even that's, the other, 30.
0: that's the other. That's uh, the other parallel to to Jesus. Is is that uh, yeah, he's Superman is supposed to have started his um his saving of Metropolis at age thirty. He like moves to Metropolis at thirty. Well, yeah, it probably did it a
1: little earlier, but right, no, but no, but I I understand what you're saying <laughs> yeah. because he did do like I mean I'm trying to remember like post crisis Superman did his 40 days in the desert too, but what he does is he like goes out and goes to the world and experiences things and you know kind of in the beginning of Man of Steel where he's like saving people's lives and right. stuff and then like. Who's this mystery thing. I did like say, that you know, sequence
0: in Man of Steel. I thought that was cool. Like the, with the oil rig and yeah. stuff.
1: And, you know, and... That show and gets, then,
0: a lot, it gets a lot of crap, but I did like that. It's, I like that sequence a lot.
1: Oh, yeah, there's some... You know what? Man of Steel is not my favorite Zero Man. Movie, but <laughs> there are some parts that are like, oh, that's really odd. Like that oil yeah. rig thing is cool. And then when he goes and finds the clothes on the line... the the. line, uh, Right, the laundry line and you just see him without a shirt and i was gay for like five minutes there. <laughs> yeah. and i was like holy crap yeah
0: yeah that, but, was, that was back when i was working out like six days a week too and when that one came out and i'm like and you're like <laughs> i'm like what the heck is he doing that i'm not because man <laughs> yeah yeah
1: like that's the that's the yeah. i only like boiled chicken breast and work out like
0: nine hours a day, right? nine yeah. hours a day. To it's buff my up. day job to go and get buff.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's literally your day job to get buff. And now that you're buff, now you can play Now you can act. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was so, buff. yeah, yeah. he was right, crazy. Well,
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: so, but I mean, stuff like that, that's the things he was doing before he became Superman. And then also in the post-crisis Superman thing, it was, it was kind of like a Superman Returns, you know, when um, there's that space shuttle that's supposed to take off from the plane, and everything went to heck, and he had to go stop it yeah. and send the space shuttle to space and save the plane and it in Shea Stadium and everything. Mm-hmm. But which is kind of irresponsible because he takes it off.
0: I know. And At least sta- the plane the plane's still in the stadium. <laughs> it's not
1: like you can just open up the doors and get a exactly. plane out.
0: Nope. They were like, um, "Can can can you move this?"
1: Yeah, uh, no. But where I decided back to it. the thing. So what it was is, I think originally the story was supposed to be that it was a space shuttle that uh, Superman was supposed to save. And what it was was, it was right around the time of the Challenger, because I think it's eighty six. And they're like, "Ooh, that's a little too too close to home." Right, yeah. So what they did is they changed it into an experimental space plane, which is almost the same thing, but enough to. Not notice, and the idea is that Clark went saved it, but he wasn't Superman. Mm. And before anybody knew anything, it's like, "Hey, this dude saved this, this plane." Guy,
0: yeah.
1: And then he goes home to his parents, and says, "Uh, I did this." <laughs> right. And they're like, "Okay, let's come up with the whole costume and this and that," and that's what happened there.
0: But the idea
1: was he was working in secret, but he was also kind of like, you know, so it's kind of like how Batman went out and trained forever before he became Batman. So Superman kind of had to find his way. So he kind of did his forty days in the desert before his ministry of saving <laughs> everybody, and, right? Yeah,
0: because all of the uh, words and actions of Superman were efficacious or were salvific even before the death of Superman. Or no, wait, that's Jesus. All his words and actions were salvific even before yeah. his death <laughs> on the cross. Yeah.
1: All right, Fold. Um, let's um, hit us up on <laughs> Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Because we don't have a website that's very reliable, and David never made an email address. Nope. So get us back, hit us up.
0: Slide into the DMs.
1: Um, slide into the DM, because that doesn't sound dirty. <laughs>
0: yeah He's it's in uh, my dm anytime aw pod on instagram or on uh, um oh no it's not it's uh, among wolves pod <laughs> i don't even know her own stuff it's uh, among wolves pod on instagram or on facebook find us there uh let us know questions you have theology wise or entertainment wise and we'll we'll talk about them and uh uh, I hope you enjoyed this this episode. It was fun to do. Um, it was a little weird. Yeah, but it was fun. It was an extended comic corner. Uh, and uh, I, I do recommend the first six issues of the New 52 Superman. So if you guys want to read those, they were fun. Um, and now you know the storyline. And if you read well, it with right. your children, just make sure you understand that Superman's going to kill some people in, in one of the episodes. Or one of, yeah, the, yeah. One of the issues. Tone down so, the
1: killing the giant monkey.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. Especially look, monkey looked all sad when he was about to do it too. So, anyway, uh, <laughs> God bless you guys. Stay safe, uh, and we'll we'll catch you the next time. All right.
1: Yeah, wear your mask if they require it. Yeah,
0: wash your hands, you sinners. James, 4, 8. Uh,
1: <laughs> all the way to your elbows. Yeah.